Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Let's Chat. I am Leisha, and you know I got my right hand, and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We have a great, great show on today. We're talking about peace. I like that, Leisha, because, you know, we can all use a little peace in our lives. I know that's right. We have some fabulous guests on today. We're going to talk that talk. We're going to have a little girl chat. You know, we always love a little girl chat. Mm-hmm. We had a great night. We had girl chat last night. It got kind of, uh, it, it, it was really, it ended up being really nice. We had our guest our host in the, in the chat room last mm-hmm. night. We had a book club. You know, Lisha and I have been trying to incorporate uh, different and various types of book clubs into the chat room to come in and just get that experience that, that we share on a weekly basis. And I think the ladies had fun last night. Uh, we had the chocolate beauties in the chat room last night. So check out our archives and two wonderful guests that appeared and uh, just went along and had fun with the book club. And they did. They had a great time. It was really mm-hmm. nice to um have them on in the chat room just to talk that talk about books. Because, you know, people always say that, you know, we don't read, but we do. And it's enjoyable, mm-hmm. and it is a passion. I think a lot of times people, uh, they don't have passion for the things that they do. Mm-hmm. And that thing, that allows the fire to burn out a lot of times, even mm-hmm. in relationships, jobs, there's no passion there. Like, we just we went somewhere, um, I want to say it was Texas, and she had, like, an attitude. And so Maria was like, oh, I don't think she's going to work today. And I'm like, 
she probably is just working just because. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we do stuff just because. We don't have no reason behind it. It's not nothing fulfilling. It's just just because. We need to do something. So we mm-hmm. end up and we can do anything. And then we don't have peace. And then we wonder why we don't have peace. That's so true. You know, because peace kind of makes you able to go about your daily chores, about your daily life. It's just like coming home, like my husband always says, when he walks through the door, he wants to be at peace. So this is his sanctuary. And, um, you know, as, as as the wife, I try to maintain that as well, and that when he comes home, he doesn't have to worry about anything else once he goes through those doors. So peace, is, is it depends on who, who, who is actually at peace and how you're at peace, because some people are at peace helping others, you know, it's all about that walk that you take, that personal walk that you take that makes your life that much more peaceful. Guys, that's really good. We want to welcome guys to let that we're excited about today. We're going to take a brief break and we will be back with our first guest. Okay. Just cause you say tears is not like I'm crying pretty baby You've been down for it all, when all is wrong, it don't matter if I'm ever famous. 
I love the feel of this one It sounds like wrong folks music It's way too smooth to abuse it I'm glad I found this one to choose I let the crew listen to approve it It sounds like a lazy afternoon, dude I order pepper steaks, Jamaican food Hit the boulevard to go and pick it up Got a new shorty trying to hit me up And I'm still that squirrel trying to get a what? So I hit her back to set something up And she said that she ain't really doing nothing And I know that I ain't really doing nothing So I'm like, let's do nothing together And it could be like whatever It's really like whatever We just cruise like whatever. Top down like whatever. Drink BC by like whatever. Me and you like With nothing to do like whatever. It's really like whatever. I mean like whatever. It's like The queen stepped out the crib to die for I try to play it off with my eyes for With her hair and nails, let me get that door She's just the kind of woman I've been looking for Now she ride with me, with the top down We listen to the same music on now I tell her I love the dress you rockin' And I know it's a hundred guys that's clockin' But you ain't thinking about spending time with them You riding around with me, the OG With nothing to do, and nowhere to be, yeah you weren't really doing nothing, and I wasn't really doing nothing. Now we both doing nothing together, and it's really like whatever. You know, like whatever. We just cruise like whatever. Top down like whatever. Drink BC by like whatever. Me and you like With nothing to do like whatever. It's really like whatever. I mean like whatever. Smelling real good with the wind blowing Gotta split up a dress with a thigh showing Make a brother think about some other things Got me leaning back like a young king She look over and ask what I'm smiling about I tell her she might be one to turn me out She started laughing and called me crazy But she a bad lady, I ain't that crazy This girl got a look that's criminal And I'm wide awake, nothing subliminal Shorty knows she got a hook in me Anytime you spend this time doing nothing Like a break at the job when you lunching Now we riding around doing nothing together And it's all gravy like whatever Just chilling like whatever We just cruise like whatever Top down like whatever Drink BC by like whatever Me and you like With nothing to do like whatever It's really like whatever I mean like whatever It's like Yes, we are back, we are back, we woke you the last chat. Miss Lisa, you know I got my right hand and sometimes my left to stay to listen to Miss Tony, we are kicking it in the chat room on today. Y'all, we got to have great girl talk. Let me tell y'all right now. So, if you are a man, we got to let you know in advance. We sorry, but we about to have great girl talk real quick, okay? Because we got the fabulous dating and relationship coach. This was a coach. She's about to kick in the chat room door and talk that off with us, okay? 
It's about to go down. All right. I'm excited. Hey, how are you? Hello? Hey, okay, you guys can hear me. I had a little bit of technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. You're so welcome. Thanks for being with us. Can you hear us? So we got Alex mm-hmm. giving us just, yeah. Yes, I can hear you. I was giving us a okay. disclaimer. I was giving that disclaimer that we was about to have to do the world chat for a minute. And um, if there was any gentlemen on the line, they had to excuse us. <laughs> right, right. Yes, exactly. Before we get into the meat and potatoes, so everybody, just a little bit about yourself. Um, and um, what made you decide to become a, a relationship and dating Okay, um, well, hello to everybody out there. Uh, my name is Crystal Nicole. I'm a dating relationship coach. Um, I decided to do this actually a couple of months ago. I am new to the process um, as far as formally, but I've been helping women, women for a long time with this issue. Um, and I decided to become a dating relationship coach because I was single for seven years of my life. Um, I've had horrible, horrible dating experience one after the other. Um, I've just been through a lot. Uh, I've been the side chick. <laughs> I've been the one who couldn't get a man to commit, you know. I've been the one where the man won't marry me. I've been through all of that. And through that process, I found a, a way to make myself ready and to position me to be a wife. And after doing that process, I actually met and married my husband in 14 days. So once I found out what I was doing wrong, I got on this bandwagon, and I'm so, like, um, excited to help women and to arm them with the same information so that they can see the positive results in their love life that they want to see. Mm. You you lost me at 14 days, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's right. I'm like, 14 days? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I, I honestly, I smell a book in the making. That is like a whole book that people need to write. Read. Oh, hunty, hunty, that that book is being written right now. Awesome. You know, that's oh, yeah. a bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, a bestseller. I'm believing it, y'all. I'm believing it. I'm in agreement. We're putting it out there, girl. We are putting it out there into the air. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Yes, they need that. They need that for something. They are going to need that. We are going to need that. Folks are going to need it. So when you decided to step into this world, you want to write a book about it, what was the process like? Did you have to go through your formal training? Did you have to take any type of classes? Mm -hmm. Um, To write the book, it, you know what, to be honest with you, um, I'm still writing the book. Um, I'm, I'm in the meat of it right now. But the material was already there. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the things about writing a self-help book. And sometimes I've, I've written a couple of fiction books, but even in fiction, the idea, your characters, they, they are an extension of you. They're already there. Um, right. But just with self-help, trying to organize all of my ideas, I mean, I had too much material, Right. 
So mm-hmm. trying to organize all of my ideas, doing my outline, you know, I just, my, my process was more, honestly, what I did, I talked to a lot of my girlfriends and I would talk to them about men, figure out what is really going on because I've been married for four years. So I might've forgotten things or I didn't date in the year 2017. Right. So I figured out what is it that you guys want to know? What is it that you're having an issue with? Um, and I recorded all of my material. So um, <clears throat> that was a big process. I've talked to men. Um, I've talked to my husband, other men that I've, I've met along the way, and I figured out their perspective as well. So organizing my experiences with what's going on in today's society as it relates to dating and relationships, getting a man's perspective, getting my girlfriend's perspective, and putting that all into a book that is organized and readable, um, that was pretty much my process. And that's the hardest part, I think, is getting all of your stuff together because you just have a big mess in the beginning. Um, But then once you take all that stuff, I look at it like Jenga, you know, the game, like you building the bottom and then you just keep on going up and you hope none of the blocks fall out. So Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much what my process is with this book. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is, this is Tony, um, Crystal, and I'm ready for this ride tonight, but I want to ask you with the perspectives that, that you had taken from both men and women, was mm-hmm. there any type of common denominator? I mean, was there anything in common between the two? Yes. That stood out the, to you? Yes. The main thing that stood out to me and what I want women to understand is that I hear a lot of times, men today don't want a relationship. They just want to have sex. That oh. is a lie. That is not the case. I am married and I have men all the time in my face asking me, I want love, I want romance, I want a relationship, but women out here don't want that, or they're looking um a relationship or marriage as a superficial concept. I want right. to find a good woman. So there's a disconnect there. Women, I'm just going to be real with you, women are becoming jump-offs because they think that's what men want, when in they're reality... What? Say that one more. They're becoming they're, what? Say that one more. They're, yeah, they're becoming jump-offs. <laughs> okay, hey, or they're or they're or they're finding themselves in situationships because they think that is the only aspect of love that they can attain, and that mm-hmm. is not true. Okay, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when they when they find themselves in situationships, that's why they're finding they're uh, finding themselves with men who are not quality, because okay. men who are not quality want situationships. Real men want love. Okay, and I talk about that in my book when it says. Um, hungry men don't pick seeds. They pick apples. They pick women who are developed, who are who are ready, who are whole, who are already a wife. So um, I talk about that in my book. But that's the common factor is that a lot of women are settling because they think that's all they can get. But when in actuality, they don't realize that there are tons of men out there who won't love, but you're not demanding it in the way that you act with the man and your behavior and your actions. You're settling. So that's that's the common thing is that so many women think that men don't want that. And that is not true. That's not true. Um, wow. So, so yeah, I would say that that's probably, that was a mind blower for me because when I was single, I used to think that too, you know, I'm just being honest with you guys. I, w- I would settle, you know, I would mm-hmm. settle for, for a situationship or, or even for sex to make myself feel loved. And I didn't have to do that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah, I would say that that that's the biggest uh, denom- the biggest commonality between men and women that kind of blew my mind um, as I was creating my material for this book. 
Okay. Now I I, I have to um, say this gonna preface this by saying that um this this is Tony Crystal. Um coming September I'm gonna be celebrating my twenty fifth wedding anniversary. And I'll oh, wonderful. Say, Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's the marriage and keeping a solid relationship is work. But sometimes yes. I see with my, my fellow sisters that they may have these you know, these 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 hills that they want men to climb mm. and they want them to be a hundred percent but not mm. more of what they have in their mind of what a man should be or what a husband should be. Well, yeah. in all actuality you have to accept this man. I mean, because you yourself is not a hundred percent or more. Right. So I right, think the right. commonality is that don't expect the world and want to give this man a town. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? That makes so and much I, sense. I think that you're a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. think that that that's a barrier that needs to be talked about. Yeah. That needs to oh, be. Oh, absolutely. You know, but, yeah, I agree. The problem is women especially black women, have not fully accepted themselves and loving themselves for who they are. Therefore, because they don't love themselves, they can't love no man. If you cannot be gentle with you and say, I'm beautiful no matter what, whether I'm bigger than um, than, than the ideal beauty standards, I'm, I'm wonderful no matter what, I'm smart no matter what, no matter what nobody says about me, even if I didn't have my daddy in my life, even if according right. to other people I'm a statistic, I'm, beauty, I'm beautiful and I accept myself wholeheartedly, how in the world are you going to look at a man and accept him with his flaws if you can't even do it for you. Exactly. So that that's the problem, and that is why my book, I think, is completely different than any other love and relationship book I've read. I gave it to my girlfriend the other day to uh, beta read it for me. She wouldn't give me my laptop back, <laughs> but uh, she would not. But I think that's why my book is so different because it's not fluff. It's doing the work from the inside out. It's not talking Mm -hmm. about strategies, techniques, and all these other things. It's talking about you not doing but becoming something different. And when you become something different, you have no choice but to attract something different. So if you accept Mm -hmm. and love yourself, you by nature become love. Therefore, you're going to attract a man that's looking for it and who is emotionally available to give it to you. So that's how this book is different. You you ever hear them old folks and they say to you, well, um, you got to work on yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to work on exactly. yourself. You got to do the inner work. But single women don't know what the hell that is. That's just the truth. They don't know what that mm-hmm. is. They're like, you keep on telling me to work on myself. You keep doing, telling me to do inner work. What in the world is that? This book tells you exactly how to do the inner work. And not just that. It is a proven strategy because I've done it and I've mm-hmm. reaped the results. So mm-hmm. um, that that's what this book is talking about, exactly what you said. Knowing a lot of black, I'm just being honest, a lot of black women, they don't know how to love because we've been deprived of it for so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And that's so true. That's true. Yeah. And you are, you know, and, and in Absolutely. addition to what you're saying, this is still Tony. I'm sorry, Lee. She, she got, you know, she's she talking my talk here. But you are, you know, all right. <laughs> But you are who you attract, you know. Right. Because, you know, like you say, you have to work on yourself. You know? Right. And the yes. word that the word that we use in my house is accountability. You have Come to be on accountable now. for who you are and who what it is that you project, because that's yes. what the world sees. That's true, and that's what you get. That's that's mm-hmm. just, that's so true. I completely agree with you on that. That that is that is right. Yes. But I want to go back. I want to go back to what you said because you said a lot of times that people settle. And I always say this all the time. We do. 
a lot of times we settle, and sometimes we just end up settling for great things. But I think a lot of mm. times women find themselves, first of all, when you get into a relationship, men and women, hopefully they go into a relationship um, broken. So whatever bad relationship they got out of, whatever they weren't getting before, that was their focus. So once you get into a new relationship and you heal, because mm-hmm. you will heal from whatever it was, once you heal, then you're like, oh, no, that's not it either. And a lot of times women get into the situation, and, and it's funny because I heard it, uh, somebody sent me some music or something that I was listening to the other day. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's so true that women get into some situations, men too, where it's like, he makes me better and he treats me better. That was the line. That was the the, the lyric in the line. And I was like that. It's true. A lot of times we get in situations like that where uh, the person you settle for treats you like the You said, I'm sorry, I can't hardly hear you. You said, you said the person you settle for is what? No, okay, so the lyrics in the song was, he makes me wetter, but he treats me better. So she was talking about um, come on now. Denim. Right. And it was the situation where she was like, I could settle for the guy who treats me the way I feel I need to be treated. But right. the passion itself, I think a lot of times, is what's missing out of relationships. And it's missing because people don't know what to do with it. And normally they associate it with bad things. Right. Yes, I agree with that. They associate it with bad things. That's because women attract, listen, we don't attract what we want. We attract what we think we deserve. So that's why if you've ever had a bad boy and you're like, I don't know what it is about him. I know my head is telling me he's no good for me, but this boy turned me on. Okay. That is because um, that's there's something that's familiar about that person. So maybe mm-hmm. you had a father who was in and out of your life, and now you're wondering why you're attracted to the man who don't want to commit to you and who's in and out of your life. There is a familiar aspect there, but familiarity doesn't equal love. Mm-hmm. Familiarity can be associated with something that's bad, or it can be associated with something that's good. But us women do that, so we attract what we what we think we deserve, and and we don't even have to say it. It's in our actions, excuse me, it's in our energy, it's in what we believe. So absolutely, um, there is a difference between passion and and a man being good for you. And I think the key is to find someone where you know that he's good for you, Um, he meets your criteria as far as the vision that you have for your love life and what you really want in a relationship, but at the same time, he turns you on. So you have to find a balance there, Um, and you shouldn't have to settle. You shouldn't have to settle between um, between a good man or good sex. I'm just being honest, right? You shouldn't have to settle um, b- between the two because it is very possible to get all of that in one person. Mm-hmm. And I was just about to say, um, Krista, this is Tony once again, that <laughs> this should be established. <laughs> We're going to be at it tonight. But it's not necessarily found between the sheets. You should get, I, mm. I, I got to know my husband before all of that happened. You know, you, right. you, you become best friends. And that's yes. when I walk down the aisle with my best friend. You know, right. so it right. takes time. It Absolutely. takes time to cultivate what it is and get to know each other and get right. to know yourself with this person. Yes, yes. And and like like you said, you know, my husband personally, he turned me on with, with his mind. 
okay? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It was, he was, I, I am the kind of person where I like to connect to somebody on a very deep level, and it's very few people that I could do that with, and I could do that with my husband. So right. he stimulated me intellectually. So at that point, it was like, see, sex is not just about the physical. Um, sex has a lot to do with emotional and mentally stimulating and all of these things wrapped up into one. Sex is energy. So just because um, you are attracted to someone doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily have good sex. And and it sucks because if you don't have a really emotional connection with someone, all you have to do is go based off of what they look like, what they smell like, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you have a deep emotional bond with someone, that's going to be a completely variance, you know, when you have sex with that person because you guys are now connected on a spiritual level, and that's how it was with my husband. And to be honest with you, that's how we got married so fast because we both just knew. It was a deeper connection. It wasn't a superficial surface relationship. It was on a whole different level. Um, So I would definitely encourage people to get that kind of relationship because that kind of relationship – withstands that kind of relationship doesn't fade away as quickly as something that's just um something that's just you know you meet a guy at a bar you meet him at a club or something like that um so yeah you you got to get deep with that person and and find out if you guys are compatible or not Mm -hmm. wow that's that's deep in and of itself and you know what what came to mind as as i was just listening to you chris was that you know that game when you're blindfolded and you have to try to find your mate yeah, yeah. That that's the type of relationship. <laughs> that, mm. You know, I don't have to see you, but when I come across you with four other guys, I'm able mm. to pick you out. I know you exactly know who you are. Yes, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's really that's good. good. <laughs> that's good. That's real good, girl. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think I, I think also this is Lisa again. I think also a lot of times people. I say this all the time. We are imperfect people, but we always seem to look for right. perfection in other imperfect yes. people. Like, it's going to happen. You're never going to find perfection from anybody because nobody is perfect. You're right. imperfect. A lot of times, that's the problem, too. You're looking for yes. perfection, and a lot of times, you can't even date yourself. Let them Come know. on Let now. Mm-hmm. Right. That that is the biggest sabotager ever. That's true. That it really sabotages a lot of relationships. And what I found, mm-hmm. um, I, I've been married for four years now, but what I find is that with my husband, I've learned that our relationship got so much smoother when I intentionally and deliberately focus on what I love about him. So Whatever you focus on about someone, and this works with anyone. It doesn't have to be your husband. But whatever you focus on with a person grows. So if you look at that man and you say, I can't stand the fact that he leaves his socks on the floor, or I can't stand the fact that he, he smacked when he eats, or I can't stand the fact that he do this or that, then you're only going to think about that, and you're blinding yourself to all of the good qualities in that man. However, mm-hmm. if you look at that man, like I meditate when I wake up, you know, I pray, I meditate, and I literally visualize and sit and see me and my husband having a good day. I literally, that's one of the things that me and my husband have. Every every day we do a ritual, and our ritual is we tell each other 10 things that we love about the other person. So mm-hmm. that has worked wonders for our marriage. It immediately puts us in the mindset of, remember, we're on the same team. 
this is a man. I chose him for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. This is my husband. You know, I love him. So I'm putting myself in that mind frame. So like what um, I think that was Leisha, but like what she said earlier is that I don't think about the bad things. I don't concentrate on my husband being imperfect. Of course he's imperfect. He's a, he's just a man. Um, mm-hmm. I concentrate on the fact that I'm with this man for a reason. I'm so grateful to have a man that loves me. I'm so thankful to have a man to lead me and my family. I focus on the positive things. And because of that, when the negative things come up or when he gets on my nerves, it's not as big because I've Mm -hmm. spent my time focusing on the good things, you know. Right. Yeah. And that's so important. That is so Mm -hmm. important. You're listening to Let's Chat. My name is Tony, and my phenomenal co-host over there is the wonderful Miss Alicia. We are having this awesome conversation with this beautiful woman dating and relationship coach, Krista Nicole. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask our special guest, just press your one and we'll bring you into the chat room uh, because we're going there tonight. I love this type of conversation. And thank you so much, Krista, for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, guys. I, I'm so I'm really enjoying myself. Oh, oh. Well, we appreciate you taking time out to come and keep you with us here in the chat room. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. It's such such, um, an awesome opportunity. So I definitely want to come back and talk with you guys. Mm -hmm. Now, um, Krista, this is Tony. What has been the most, um, the one thing that stands out to you in in your journey to getting this this knowledge that you have in in your book? (laughs) The one thing that has stood out to me is to be myself. Um, because when I first started writing this book, I really struggled. I struggled with trying too hard. I struggled. I, I was trying instead of being. I was trying to sound intelligent. Oh. I was trying to sound like an expert instead of just trusting the fact that God had already taken me on all of the journeys and through all of the experiences that I needed necessary in order to write this book. And um, I mean, I would pray about it and, and pray that it would come out. And finally, um, you know, something just told me you know, you don't have to be anybody else but you. Like, the world is, this is for you. Like, this is set up for you, not for who you're trying to be, not for who you're trying to impress. It's set up for you. And the moment that I actually had that mindset, then everything changed, and it just kind of flowed out of me, and it got way easier. Um, So I would definitely tell anybody that, you know, I know you guys have a huge author audience. If you're out there and you're trying to write, and it's just not happening the way that you want it to happen, it's not – Um, happening smoothly and you're struggling with it, definitely get more in tune with yourself and your own voice so that your true authenticity will shine through your bull ride itself. Mm -hmm. And it's true, that mindset is so, so important in in any and everything that you do. It's that mindset which pushes you forward. Right. I believe that. I definitely believe that. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Alicia, I have a question before I do our fun one. <laughs> I don't know if I interrupted you or not. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, no, because I want to just say something real quick, because a lot of times, if you notice, everything we do is on the surface. Like, everything we do is on the surface. Everything is always a little bit deeper, but people never tend to go that deep. It's always right. the surface, uh, surface things in a relationship, surface things on your job, surface things about yourself, everything on the surface. For some reason, nobody ever wants to go to sleep. Um, even mm-hmm. in religion, it's certain. Nobody, you know, rarely you'll find people that really, truly, truly go to sleep. 
can you talk a mm-hmm. little bit about that? Because you, you mentioned about um, looking at your skin mm. things come about. Okay. Um, well, wh- what do you mean by, well, like I said, I, I think that um, with the book, the way that I'm I'm going deep is by going within the self and, and changing that. So it's a transformational book um, with that. But something that stuck out to me, and I think that it's going to line up with what you said about the going deep, is you said, you know, with religion, people don't go deep. And one thing that I talk about in my book is that there are two aspects to God that a lot of people don't want to honor, especially people in more religious communities versus spiritual communities. Um, And that is that I don't know what you guys' religions or spiritual um, beliefs are, but, um, you know, a lot of Christians um, tend to, and I'm just, I don't mean to pick on the Christians, but there are a lot of people in other religious um, groups too, where they, they just believe in the external God and the creator that is out there. And they don't remember that we are all created in his image. So Uh if we are all created in his image, like, um, like, um, not Leisha, but, uh, Shoot, Tony. I forgot her name. Me? Tony. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, girl. But uh, like Tony was saying, if we're all created in His image, we have a responsibility to ourselves. We can't just put it on God. We can't just sit there and pray for a man and think that He's gonna fall out from the sky. It doesn't work that way. You have a responsibility. So if you mm-hmm. want to be a wife, your responsibility is you need to start acting like one. That means mm-hmm. that you're gonna have to do a lot of shedding of yourself and align yourself with what you really want. So I talk about that in my book because, and I, I just be honest, and I'm talking to the spiritual sisters, I know so many Christian women, you know, um, that are struggling with this issue, that are in the church and they're wondering why they're single or they're praying for their quote-unquote Boaz and they wonder why he's not showing up. You can't just mm-hmm. pray to God and think that it's just going to happen for you. You have to do the internal work, realize that there is an external God, but there is also a God inside of you, a God that, you know, the external God left you with a piece of on this earth for you to be able to create and manifest anything that you want to see for you in your life. And if you want love and marriage in your life here on earth, you have a right to that and you can have that. But it requires doing. It requires you to be responsible for your actions. So when you talk about going deep, I'm really going deep under the layers so that we can do the work, so that we can do the work to be what you need to be to um to get that man or to get that marriage that you really want in your life. I hope I answered your question accurately, Leisha. Preach, Absolutely. girl. You, yes. <laughs> and we'll talk, I thought I that talk. Go back. Yeah, I was going to go back. I know that's right. Now, what about those ones that are married or they have been right. married and they say marriage is superficial. It has to be something more than me cooking, cleaning, and laying on my back. What, what else is there? You know, what do you say to those people? Because at some time, at some point in time, it's good to marry for love. It's wonderful. Right. But marriage mm-hmm. is a lot of work because love, love is like love. Don't put gas in a car. It doesn't right. uh, turn the lights on and off. You know what I'm saying? There are there's a lot of work that goes beyond love that needs to be done. So what about those people that are getting that rut or or they yeah. hover in their relationship? I call it hover hovering. 
Mm, that's good. It's so interesting you say that because um, I actually had some women contact me too when I let people know that I was even beginning to write this book. And I even had some married women and they would say to me, well, you know, is it for married women too? I want to read it because I want to sharpen with smart women. You know, I want to sharpen myself. You know, I want to be a better wife or I want to have a more um, a more enriched relationship with my husband. So can, can I use this book? And the, the answer is absolutely. Because what, like what you said, you know, marriage is not just about, in my opinion, it's not. It's not about just cooking, cleaning, laying on your back and your responsibilities. That has nothing to do with it. Marriage is a bond. It's a friendship. It's a spiritual connection. You guys are supposed to be on each other's team to make sure that both of you achieve the highest version of yourself. At least that's my goal with my husband. You know, mm-hmm. that's my goal. I'm supposed to be his helper here on, on this on this earth. So, um. So with that being said, in order to do that, in order to have a better, healthier relationship, a marriage is based off of love. And the easiest way to demonstrate that to your partner is to become it. So that's what this book is about. It is about becoming love. And if you become love for the ones that are married, if if you're single, you become love so that you can attract it. But if you're married, you become love so that you can give it. So if you're a woman where you're struggling, a lot of us are married and we're still struggling. We ain't arrived. I know I haven't. We still have deep-rooted issues of self-confidence, low self-esteem, um, issues that we've dealt with in our childhood. Um, our father's not being present in the home, and we're still trying to, um, you know, get rid of our insecurities from that. We still have issues, and that baggage spills over into how you treat your husband. You know, that mm-hmm. bitterness, that anger, just because you're married, that doesn't mean that you're perfect. It just means, mm-hmm. I don't even want to go there, girl. I was about to say, it doesn't mean that you're perfect. It just means that you were very good at communicating to that man that you want to be married. And you, you didn't settle. You had good boundaries. And therefore, you had, you had respect about yourself. So that man honored it, and he respected you as well, and he put a ring on your finger. That's all that means. That doesn't mean that you have it all together and that you're perfect. That doesn't mean that a lot of us wives are still dealing with those issues, just like you said. So, um, this book really gets into, it transforms you into love. It gets rid of your, it helps you to get rid of your ego. It helps you to get rid of the things that are not serving you or your relationship. So, um, with showing you how to love and helping you personally through that journey of becoming love, you're going to be able to give it, um, to your husband. Because um, this has been a personal journey that I've been on. And um, since actually, you know, with writing this book, I'm actually becoming better and I'm becoming more aware of the toxic things that I do within my own relationship. And therefore, because of it, my relationship is way better than it was before. So absolutely, it can definitely help women who are who are married as well as single. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, she kind of says what we say here on this chat that, you know, a lot of authors think that the work is writing the book. That's the easy part. The real work starts when that book is published, and the real work starts when you get married once you walk down that aisle. You know, right. so, so that that hard work is on the other side, and it's all about maintaining. So yes. it, it, we so appreciate it. And we hope you come back to, to Let's Chat once this book is published because I'm excited about it. I can't wait for one click, and uh, I know our listening <laughs> audience is, is just as excited as we are. Yeah, awesome. That sounds great. Yes, I am so excited. Anytime. I'll come back anytime. You guys are amazing. But thank you so much. Well, we're going to end our interview with a, uh, with a fun question. You know, I've been trying to think of one for her leash, but um, she, she just embodies everything that I have on my list of fun questions. So I'm just trying <laughs> to find one for her. You know, I'm going to go with the super. She, she, she is 
a hero of a relationship. So, so Chris, if you were a superhero and you had a special power, mm-hmm. what would it be and why? Hmm. <laughs> if I had a special power, um, I think I would want to fly. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think I'd want to fly first of all because it's cool and awesome to fly within itself um and then secondly i think because i could automatically like travel and visit the different places in the world and just be there instantaneously that would be awesome mm-hmm. so i think mm-hmm. i would want to fly mm-hmm. that's like when you had here like i can't think of the uh, superhero when they know that someone is in trouble and it's like a special radar goes off and they can magically appear and give oh, like them that relationship shot <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 but I'm not going to lie to y'all. I wouldn't, I know this sounds really, really wrong, but I wouldn't do it for anybody else. I just do it because, like, I want to fly. <laughs> I just want to, like, travel to Africa and be there in five minutes. So I wouldn't, yeah, I'm not, it's not for y'all. Like, I'm doing it for me. Like, <laughs> I'm my I'm own hero. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I'm just kidding with y'all. I'm just messing with you. That's a good one. I think you are our first solo hero, girl. You are our first solo hero. Yes, exactly. Sorry, y'all. My bad. Oh, man, we have so enjoyed you, Crystal. Please share with our listening audience your social media sites and and anything else that you'd like to share with them so they can follow you and when they may be able to expect this awesome book coming from your hands, girl. Yes, awesome. Okay, well, right now um, my book has um, a tentative date of September 22nd of this year um, to be released, and you can find me at www.crystallovecoach.com. I have a blog there that has great relationship and dating advice for you, Um, and you can also get on my email list there as well. You can find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Crystal Love Coach. So every single social media platform is Crystal Love Coach except Twitter, which is just one L. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I had a blast. We appreciate you. We had a wonderful time. We will see you in September. All right. Sounds great. (laughs) Okay. Have a good night. (laughs) You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was awesome. That was fun. You know I enjoyed that. (laughs) That was fun. Yes. You know I did too. Now that was fun. That was fun that we don't know to talk about. Honestly, like I was saying, we scratch the surface and everything. Everything is surface, but we don't ever get down deep into like the real reasons about things. And a lot of times, if you look at the reason why, you got to start with yourself first. And I'm glad that you kept mm-hmm. saying that. Like, it's, you got to look at you first because sometimes right. you have so much uh, baggage or even just so many things you got to clean out for yourself that this may happen, but that may not be the real issue. The real issue may be something that's coming from from within. And if we don't ever look at that, we always look at, oh, it was that person's fault or this person's fault. You know, and a lot of times it starts at home. It's something that you were mm-hmm. going through or something that you needed to go through to help you get some things cleaned up. We appreciate you guys mm-hmm. taking it. This is chat. I'm the fastest and I got the wonderful Miss Tony. We're talking to talk about peace, peace, 
you know, ain't nothing like some peace, okay? Especially if you create it for yourself. We have two, we got three fabulous guests for us today. We just had dating and relationship host Crystal Nicole. If you happen to miss her, her interview, no worries. Just go back to get our archives here on blogspot.com, or you can go on to iTunes and you can pick less that up as a podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We have our next guest. Author Amari D. She's going to come and keep it with us in the chat room. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm fine. How are you guys? Good. Welcome to the chat room, girl. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Now, for all of those that don't know Amari D., can tell everybody a little bit about your literary journey and your work? Okay. Um, my um, pen name is Amari Janae. My, um, I wrote, so far I have two books out. I started writing in last year. I've been reading forever since I was a little girl. That's a long time ago. And, um, so last year, um, I was speaking with, um, Ivy Simone and decided to write my own book. So I have one completed series out, working on a few more, Turning the Tables, part one and two, that I'm very proud of. And I'm working on something else right now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, what was going on in your world that you sat down and decided that this I want to do this? This is what I think I want to do. Uh, of course, I want to set my life. What was going on in your world that made you decide to work your author? Well, I had a lot going on, actually. Um, I had a cousin that I used to read with a lot, and I lost her. So that's how I ended up, you know, joining the groups or whatever. And I'm a very critical reader. So um, I always had like a story, you know, always had different, I could, I would come up with these different storylines. And then I always got my own little stuff going on too in my life. And so I just decided to combine a few of me into a few characters into my book, female wise, and some little stuff that I had going on with men. And turn it into a book. And so since then, uh huh. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. And so since then, um, I actually like coming up with it. I, you know, I like the stories. I like the twists, the plots, and you know, and all of that. So, um, I'm I'm enjoying the author world, the creative side of it. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> the creative side, she said. <laughs> yeah, that part is good. <laughs> now this is Tony. Um, is is it Amari? Is that how I pronounce Amari. it? Amari. Amari. Yeah, it's Amari. Can, um, okay. Can you tell us a little bit about your your two book series, Turning the Tables? Okay, Turning the Tables. Um, is about a a man who everyone Deacon. Deacon is a um, successful sports agent, has his own company with his best friend Bernard and his wife Mm -hmm. Macy helped him run it. Deacon has some issues, some daddy issues that he can't seem to um, ever feel like he has enough of um, and he also have like abandonment issues, doesn't like to be rejected Mm -hmm. so he finds himself cheating a lot on this really good wife that he has 
and he thinks oh. he's so smart and powerful, and he he has one girlfriend in the city with him, and then um, we later find out that he has another life with another woman who has a child for him and is pregnant again. And during this time, he doesn't know that his wife isn't as gullible as he thinks she is. And she's been working behind the scenes to take everything from him. So that's basically the fallout in part one. (laughs) I like. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, um, and then in part two picks up, you know, from her finding out for sure. Mhm. Wow. Mhm. Can't so say really too much without you. Like? Oh my God! What was the writing process like? What was the worst part, uh, or the hardest part of getting this, um, this, this series just out of your spirit? I had, um, I was told, you know, to just write and to, um you know, make make outlines for what I wanted to happen. And I did not realize that, it, you know, anything could change. In the middle of me typing, something would literally change as I'm typing it. So many surprises for myself that I didn't even see coming. And then I'm like, well, damn, huh? oh, I'm sorry, can I say that? <laughs> yeah, you can say anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, damn, you know, you know, how do I go on from there, you know, mm-hmm. how to get it, you know, trying to not make it, trying to keep it the character story and not Yolanda's story. Because Yolanda mm-hmm. had one way that she wanted to tell it, but the characters, you know, were uh, very adamant about telling it the way that they wanted to tell it. Mm-hmm. That's so important. And, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And so doing that, and I think another thing, I think another thing was, okay, Um, another thing is um, for me is like now on this one that I'm working on having, I'm not really saying concentrate, you know, um, focused on it because I already, I'm very focused on it, but Sometimes just thinking, you know, because all the the hood books and all of those stories that's out, and so you just kind of feel like nobody's going to really want this story because it's not like the other stories, you know. Uh-huh. And so that was another thing. Uh-huh. That's cool. And so now that you've written the book and you're working on something else, if we were to sit and talk a year from now about your accomplishments. Uh, from 2017. What are I couldn't hardly hear you. If we were sitting here a year from now, we were talking about your accomplishments in uh, 2017. Next year in 2018, what are some of the things we'll be talking about? Oh, we'll be talking about this one book called um, Mama Should Have Told Me. Because I really think that's going to be a real good one. Like, and then I'm working on another one. I don't have a title for it yet, but it's real messy. So I'm hoping to have, you know, by the end of the year, have three more books out that I can add 
to my portfolios that we'll be talking about. Um, me hitting up some book fair, some um, some book fairs. Yeah, definitely that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the, oh, yeah. turning the tables is that just the two book series? So that's the end of that series. Yes, that's the end of that series. Okay, and and Mama should have told me that's a single book. That's a standalone. That's gonna be a series. Okay, because, you know, Mama can keep on talking. Mama sometimes has a lot to say, so she may not right. say it in that first book. <laughs> I don't know if you, um... Mama got I, enough um, to tell you for a lifetime. Uh-huh. I live in Houston, so I don't know if y'all ever heard of a rapper called Just Britney. And that, mm-hmm. uh, one of her songs with um, my favorite rapper, Zero, Inspired that title and inspired this book. So yeah, oh. I think it's it's gonna be like three, three of them because I think everybody can relate to that. So, uh huh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. It's a lot of stuff Mama could have and didn't Absolutely. tell us and should have told us. <laughs> <laughs> so our topic That's today nice. is PCCO. What are some of the oh, things that you do to allow? yourself to have peace because a lot of times especially as women we go through life we go through our ups and downs we go through our tribulations our trials but we a lot of times we don't know how to get peace and a lot of times people think you get peace from other people and you really don't so what do you do right. to kind of go through and make sure and ensure that you're supplying yourself with the peace that you need one of the things I think is very important for your peace is protecting your circle, protecting not other people in your circle, but protecting your surroundings, like your imaginary circle that you have around you, your bubble, so say, protecting that and not allowing people to just always dump their garbage. You know, I I know mm. I've, I've had to, like, sit, you know, let people know, look, you can't call me every day bagging up this dump truck truck and dumping this, you know, this shit in me. No, like, because, you know, when you keep accepting all of that and letting people, it's it's cool to be a listening ear, but sometimes, you know, you you don't need all of that in you, in you because you find yourself being more concerned about what they going on and what other people, you know, what they going through. And you have to take time for yourself. You have to, just like you have to detox. You got to detox mm-hmm. your mind. You got to detox your own soul and all, you know, all of that. So you have to take care of that and not being so big on how the next person feel, you know, feel about you and think about you. My auntie, mm-hmm. she's my youngest aunt, and she has a saying that I have picked up now, and I'm, I've been just rolling with it. She says, y'all say I can say anything. If it's fuck me, it's fuck you too. And that's my piece right there. <laughs> like, is that a preach, girl? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see. <laughs> I see. Say, you know, I right there. Let me tell you what I'm not going to do. I see. Say what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What I'm not going to do. I'm not going to lose no sleep. But let me tell you that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, auntie. <laughs> yes, and, and you and can put that in a book right there. I'm not going to be, oh, okay, you acting like that today. It's fuck me today. Okay, well, fuck you tomorrow then. <laughs> and, there's yeah. my peace. <laughs> and I still have my peace. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I love it. You know, sometimes, yeah. like you say, you have to detox, and that stuff stays within you. And, and you wonder sometimes 
what's wrong. And it's all that stuff you continually take in that you don't even, that has nothing to do with you. Exactly. Other people problems, other people relationship problems, all of it, uh-uh. Uh-uh. So, yeah, gotcha. you have to take care. You have to take care yourself. I think it was Ken Williams say you got to be your, your own star player, so you got to take care of you because if you don't, ain't nobody else going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. No one else. All right. And okay. there, there's your piece. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing. I think society shapes it that way, though. You know, people um, don't – society shapes a lot of the things that we do and a lot of the, the ideas that we have. And mm-hmm. – we tend to be concerned about everybody. You know, everybody needs to have that. They need to feel like they have that center of your attention. But that's not how it should be. I can't focus, exactly. I can't focus on doing you and doing me too. That's not going to work. Exactly. I, I can't do you and do me too. And it's something going to go undone. Helping, but when you're not participating, okay, exactly. you're, not, you're not even participating. You're not even doing the left side. You know, sometimes, you know, the ship is short where, you know, everybody can't do everything, but everybody is doing something. But then you get to a situation where they're not doing anything. Then it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. I can't do that. There's something got to go left undone. That's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, Mari, this is Tony. Um, have you faced have have you since you um published your two books and uh, you're still relatively new to the industry and you love the creative side of the industry? Have you found any challenges that that you really didn't expect to see as an author? Um, hmm, I really don't know if I could even answer that. Um. <laughs> At oh. this particular point. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. Put that in the book. <laughs> you said that. That is that. That is that. That is that. That is <laughs> I just um I, I I think one of the biggest challenges is me stepping out and um I should have I, I kind of wish I would have waited but then I feel like if I would have waited I probably never would have published my book but mm-hmm. um but by me going in it the way that I went in it then I'm where I am I can't say much, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give you a fun question as we wrap up our interview, and um, and after that, I want you to share your social media sites and as well as anything else you'd like to share with our listening audience. But if you were a box of cereal, what cereal would you be, and why? Oh my God! I have never heard that question before. <laughs> oh, I like it though. We like to do things different here on this chat. 
a box of cereal. I don't know, but for some reason, like, when you asked it, the box that I saw was Fruity Pebbles. Oh. Um, you know, the the colorful ones. Um, mm-hmm. my, my, my kids love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess if I would say, you know, I, I like them, you know, the different colors and they mm-hmm. make the milk turn sweet. You know, they make the milk kind of another color. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's kind of how, you know, how I am. Everybody need a little Yolanda in their milk. Yeah. Oh, uh-oh. Look how she ended it, Lisa. Yolanda in your milk. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we like to do things differently. We go against the grain here on this chat, but we still like to have fun. <laughs> Okay. So please shout out your social media handle as well as anything else you may have coming down the pipe that you'd like for us to be aware of. Okay. Um, I have a Facebook page for my author page, but I'm really not on it. So if you really want to connect with me, you can connect with me on social. On Facebook, um, Yolanda Mm -hmm. Morgan. And I have um, Instagram, Hearts of Jewels. And my... No, my Instagram is Lady Virgo. My oh. Snapchat is Heart of Jewel, Hearts of Jewels. Mm-hmm. But I'm mostly on Facebook under Yolanda Morgan. Okay. All right, that awesome. Lady Virgo kind of caught me. Awesome. My hubby is a, is a Virgo. <laughs> oh, for real? You know we the best then. <laughs> But thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you all for having me. Yes, we appreciate you. And, you know, you are welcome back anytime when uh, your next book is available. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have a great evening. Thank you. We appreciate you. You too. Now I can go start drinking. (laughs) (laughs) You sure can. Great. I want to go to the great while I was on the phone with y'all. I, I have to make sure I was in church. <laughs> I know, right? But we be having guests come up in here with their red cup. We don't discriminate. We don't peek. <laughs> okay, next time I know. <laughs> thank Absolutely. y'all for having me. We appreciate you and thank you. You're, you're more than welcome. You're very, you're very welcome. <laughs> Okay. Okay, good night. <laughs> I love that lady. I love how I she love ended it. Why you said that go drink. That was fun. That was so fun. We appreciate everybody that tuned in for less chat. I'm Miss Lisa. You know I got my right hand and sometimes she is my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. Our topic today is Peace be still. We have two fabulous guests once today. If you missed their interview, no worries. You can go back and check out our archives here on blogtalk.com as well as on iTunes. Yes, you can pick Let's Chat up on iTunes as a podcast. We're going to take a brief break and then we'll be back with our next guest. Why you keep calling my phone because you won't get an answer?
I started writing poetry as a child, but I never thought I would be a writer. 
big time reader all my life. And then like nine years ago, I decided that I would actually want to write a book. And I started writing. I came out with a poetry book first. And I um I went with a company that I wasn't happy with and all this stuff. So I kind of waited a while. And then I finally published my first novel seven years later in 2015. And it was so it was so weird. It was like it took a lot to for me to get published. Like I was asking around a lot of publishing companies, but then I ended up going to one publishing company and then they offered to sign me right away. So it was weird. But I did that and I was very excited and I have four more I have four novels out now, two children's books, and that's it. That's it. That's a lot, girl, in a couple of years. <laughs> because I never really even have time, like, set out just to write. I'm always like, oh, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to just write while I'm waiting on this. Or, like, I always just build time to write. So, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very, like, unorganized, so it's not, it's, <laughs> it's chaotic. I'm, I'll be writing everywhere. And I just so always make sure every minute of the day, huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, I need it all. And I, and because I have different genres, because I love to read different genres. So mm-hmm. in the genres that I've written now, like, I still want more. Like, I want to do a murder mystery. I want to do all different things. So I'm always having stories in my head, too. And I'm when I can't, well, I'm always not finding the time to write it down right away. And I'll be going crazy. And I'm like, just please remember this before you can write it down. Remember this. Don't forget this. So I'm all, if I'm not writing, I'm always thinking about writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you really enjoy writing? <laughs> oh, I do. I love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now you say you. This is Tony. Um, and how do we pronounce your name? Because Risha and I, we could jack a name up, girl. <laughs> yes, but guess what? You guys did well. You didn't mess it up. <laughs> my name is Latita. Oh, okay, Latita. I say my name because you know we can say a name up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We can say a name up. Let's see the wagoner. We got you. Now you say you like writing in different genres. Um, what genre is your latest book in? And and you know what else that can we expect from you? My latest is urban fiction. Mhm. And what's coming up next is I'm trying. I'm gonna go ahead and finish my part three to Can't Stand the Rain series, mm-hmm. and then part two to Every mm-hmm. Man's Dream. And then I want to come out with something different, like my horror story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, every man's dream and every every woman's nightmare, you know, that, that kind of, that, we kind of bougie here on this chat, and titles <laughs> are one of those things that we, mm-hmm. we gravitate towards. Now, what is that book about? Or can we even just guess what's between those pages? Well, I mean, I don't know if you can guess it, but I, 
even if he gets, I don't know, it might not be hitting on, but every man's right. dream, every woman's nightmare is about a girl named Dream, but spelled with a J, J-R-E-A-M, and she's like, she's very selfless. All she's thinking about is her family. Her mother's in jail at the moment, and then she has a little sister that she's looking after, and she's in an abusive relationship, and Dream doesn't want her Mm -hmm. in the relationship, so she's trying to get her out of it. But the way she's going about it is with sex. Like, she's a high-paid escort. She is oh, okay. like top dollar guys. Like she doesn't take anything less than ten thousand dollars, and that's only oh. to like her exclusive clients that she's already well, been established. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah. First off, I and like the name. <laughs> yes, and it's like she lives a double life because the people who are in her life doesn't know anything about it. Only a certain person, her madam, knows about it, and her mother was also <laughs> an escort of the same caliber. So like. She finds out later that she's doing it. So only a couple people know what she does. And the, the man that she's in love with knows, and he hates it. He's very upset about it. So that's a battle oh. with that. Mm-hmm. And her best friend, she's like oh, wow. the type of girl who, her best friend doesn't know that she's an escort. She thinks that she's actually a stick in the mud. She thinks she's like a goody two-shoes who look down on girls who like to have sex for money because her best friend tries to do it, but she don't do it the right way. Of course, you go for the drug dealers and the flashy guys, and she only get a little two, three hundred dollars here and there, but Mm -hmm. she, she, you know, she gets very jealous of Dream because she has everything that she wants. Making them dollars. Yes, yes. (laughs) Top dollar. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Now, where did you come up with the content for your book? Cause that that one right there, I'm like, oh okay, that's a that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I with this one, it was so crazy. It was like I want to remember where I was at, but I don't. Like I said, I, I'm always on borrowed time, so I was somewhere, and I remember I started the first chapter off there. I was thinking about the guy that the one that she's in love with. His name is Crawl. And all of a sudden, like, their first scene came to me. And I always I always would say, like, whenever I joke with somebody and they would say something like prostitution or something and being this, I would be like, I would never be a prostitute, but I'd be the madam if I ever had mm-hmm. to do And I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to write a story where <laughs> the madam, because that's cool, you know. I'm like, I need to have a woman being a madam. And then I was like, you know, and if you're going to be a prostitute, you need to make good money, big money. Don't be selling for this little 100 200 Go for it. So I'm like, oh, yes, I got to have a character that's going to be an escort and getting, like, at least $10,000, big money, not this little play with me. And then that, that came on in. I was like, oh, I'm going to make Dream a madam. I mean, I'm going to make Dream a, a prostitute and then have the other be the madam. And the madam is, she's a congresswoman as well. Who's her madam? She just threw the monkey in there. Is a, a congresswoman who is a madam? Yes, and so she's getting all these top they, paid like judges and mayors and stuff. They're the ones who's her clients, and of course wow. they're gonna play big because they have it and they don't want anyone to know. So they're gonna pay big for the cover up as well. Now that's some drama, Leash. <laughs> I see. You know, and see, this is the thing about being a reader. People always say, oh, 
you know, you just read street lit. No, I love drama, and that right there, that's enough drama mm-hmm. to hold you and keep you. If it can hold you and keep you, honey. Yeah. Mm-mm. Drama and conflict. That's what we love. Too much. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah you. They do it too much. Mm. Now, you know, I'm over here on Amazon. <laughs> China, one <laughs> click. I'm sorry. There was a little lag in my interview. <laughs> That's okay. Yes, go one click it. Go Absolutely. one click it up. Every man's dream, every woman's Yesterday we had a show, and our topic was pin struck. Have you ever had a moment where you were actually pin struck? Maybe it was an author that you had been reading before, and then, you know, when you were with them, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm talking to such and such. Have you ever had those moments? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So last year in Atlanta at the Book Bash, with the AAMBC award show, mm-hmm. I was there, and Mary B. Morrison, that's like my favorite author of all time. I love Mary B. Morrison. Uh-huh. Yes, and I knew she was going to be at the award show that Saturday because she was being honored there, but I didn't expect to see her at the book bag, so I kind of was caught off guard. Like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I went, remember, I was talking to Tamika, and, and I had just met Tamika Newhouse, and she was just like, you know, going to talk to everybody. She come telling me like, you know, there's food in the back. Uh, the bars right here open. We're gonna do secrets the movie later on the screen and blah blah blah. You know, so I'm like, okay, like I wasn't really hungry, but I walked to the back and got me some fruit. So I'm I walk I'm walking back with my fruit in my plate, and I see Mary just sitting there talking to a lady, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's Mary. Mm. Oh my gosh, just stuck. And I was like, I want to speak, but I didn't want to be rude, and I didn't want to only say hi, but I didn't want to interrupt the, her and the latest conversation. So I was just like, hey, how you doing? You know, and I'm like, I'm going to let you talk, but I want to picture with you later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So she spoke to me, but she messed up when she stood up and gave me a hug. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, don't don't hug me right now because I'm about to cry. I just felt Aww. like. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, don't cry. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm talking to you. Because now I'm really crying. Oh, my gosh. So she gave me a hug, and we talking, and I, I literally started crying. And I was like, and then I like hit on the shoulder. I'm like, why are you making me cry? I'm not a crier. I'm all in this place crying. What are you doing? But I, uh, I think because I was so caught up, I didn't expect her to be there. And uh-huh. I was just so like, oh, my gosh, this is Mary. Like, right here in the flesh. I'm talking to her. She just stood up to give me a hug. I don't know what to do. Like, I love me some Mary B. Morrison. Oh, my gosh. And when oh. I saw her, I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was just so uh. happy. <laughs> We were there too. That's the one we were at least, wasn't it? Yeah, we were there last year too. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome! Man, but it is, it is. Mary, Mary you your, your, oh. your, Mary Monroe and Mary uh-huh. Morrison is. Yes, they both were there. Yes, and I was so excited to see Mary Mary Monroe too because I love her. Like my top three. Favorite urban authors are Mary B. Morrison, Mary Monroe, and Eric Jerome Dickey. So I was really excited. I, I never met Eric yet. I really want to see EJD, but I haven't met him yet. But just seeing the Marys there, I'm like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. I was just so Sometimes excited. It's just like it, you had that moment. That's that reader coming out in you. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you mentioned Atlanta. Are you going to be going to the Atlanta Cake Pack this year? 
No, not this year. I wish, but no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's my best friend weekend. She wanted to go somewhere else that weekend. I'm like, oh, we're going to miss this. Mm-hmm. That should be fun. This would be my first time attending. Leisha was there last year, but I'm excited for it in it a couple of weeks. Two weeks from tomorrow. Yes, yes, they work really know. hard to put on. Mm. Yeah. And I know because like every, we I already, know everyone's going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. It really is. Shout out to Five Five Six Six Chick. Now, yes. we always, she always does a fun question, so I can't wait to see what she pulls out of her creative bag on today because she always does great fun questions. Well, today I'm going to ask our, our special guest about her animal thing. If you were an animal, what would you be and why? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay, so I love several animals, but I was comparing myself to a lioness. I would have to oh, a lioness. Okay, yeah. friend. Yeah. Okay, friend. Come through. <laughs> write a poem. I wrote a poem one time too about um of all the Disney princesses. I was like, if I would ever be a princess, I actually wouldn't be a princess. I would be the queen, Queen Sarabi, because she's my favorite. I'm like, let me be that because the lioness, they're you know they are what we are, black women. We are queens. We are proud. We are mm-hmm. strong. We are soft. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's me. That I'm like the lioness. I'm and mostly all lioness, but more Sarabi. Like, I always love Sarabi. Mm-hmm. I love that answer. <laughs> and that Thank question you. fits you, <laughs> seems like. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, I would like to. I love it. I love Me too, it. I really do. Got to look it up now, in addition to this Amazon. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Look, I I start telling people, see, we had a show a couple of weeks back. We call ourselves influencers, but I'm all for somebody calling me an Amazon. Because mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. uh, women, we are Amazon. It's like we have yes. that Wonder Woman type mentality where it's like we're strong too. We're strong. We we're do. brave. Yeah. We're all those things. I think a lot of times people think women should be docile. And when it comes to black women, I don't think it's too many black women that docile can can really uh, be an example of. You know, I know that's not, that's mm-hmm. not really a characteristic yeah. that this characteristic that we have being docile, mm-hmm. but it's expected. I think because a lot of people can't handle our strength, so if I you know, can't no. handle something, you you try and shut it down. Yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah. I said it. <laughs> Yeah, but you can't because right, right. Yeah, I said it. That's so true. Now, before you leave out of the chat room, we appreciate you. Make sure you shout out all of your social media where everybody can get your work and any events you have coming up. Okay, okay. Um, yes, I'm on Facebook as Latita Wagner, and I also have an author page, author Latita Wagner. My children's book, is, I use the pen name Sweet Tea, so you can find me. Um, Sweet Tea's Playhouse is 
my page name on Facebook. I'm on Instagram as Queen underscore PN, P-E-N underscore 86. And you can find my books on Amazon. And I have an author page on Amazon. And that's about it, Facebook and Instagram and mm-hmm. Amazon. Do you have any events coming up? No, actually. <laughs> I have to think a minute, huh? <laughs> yes, I'm trying to think because usually I do. I don't. <laughs> not, like, not this one or next, so no. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining Alicia and I here on Let's Chat. You know, we are always here if you want to come back and then to present any new material that you may have coming out. Okay, I sure will. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you for coming through and sharing your space with us. It was great. <laughs> I love her energy. Well, thank you. You enjoy the rest of your evening. All right, you too. Okay, good night. I loved her energy. That she was came so in great. here like a lioness. I loved it. <laughs> yes, but that's what it is. When you're an author, you have to... When you don't have that word of mouth, your personality mm-hmm. becomes your word of mouth, and that's what sends people out to get one click your book and support you um, mm-hmm. in the beginning. So the fact that she kind of came in and was like, yes, you know, it was like, yes, girl, I'm going to buy that. I'm but then here. she ran the book down. I was like, girl, ain't no book drama. I'm there for it. I'm there when for she, it. You got yes. it. Yes. Go she said, the congresswoman was the madam. Girl, you know I was over on Amazon. <laughs> now I'm like, Talk about conflict and drama. So she's working and pimping on the side. Well, all right. <laughs> she's working and pimping on the side. I got the things mm-hmm. going on up in here. But that's that's how you entice readers. You know, when you have um, authors and you ask them about the book and the first thing that they do is throw up the synopsis, yeah, I said it. Mm-hmm. Go up the synopsis. That is that kind of is the turnoff from purchasing the book, because a lot of times the the synopsis is, is really technical, is short, but when you can just spin them around, just in the the thoughts that you have and the characters and the the, the drama, it's like, girl, what you say, the man? Girl. Yeah. You know that right there, just by saying that, that's sending somebody out there. They go on to one click because yeah. they want to know what the congresswoman doing because she tipped it on the side. How's she hiding that? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, how's she hiding it? And who are the clients? <laughs> <laughs> right, it's the, it's, the ca- it's, the, it's, the, it's the cabinet, the client. Lord, it's the president, mm-hmm. the client. You know how they say about Donald Trump. I'm just saying, who the client? <laughs> I, I love I'm it. I love it. And then she's going to go down. Look, and then she's going to go down, and then she go down, who going down with her? And uh-huh. who runs the business when she's there running the, 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 the being a congressperson? Who's running the whole operation? Who her number two person? What they doing? They doing it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, all of that's just in your mind as a reader. And you're like, mm, I got to go find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So I so enjoyed all of our ladies tonight, Leach. We had another great show. So our listeners, if they missed any part of it, they go back and hit those archives and check out 
the, the library of, of great guests that we have in those archives while you're over there. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure we catch you guys next Thursday and Friday as we will have some fabulous guests on next week as well. Thank you for listening to Let's Chat. Good night, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Oh, pull up on a bump of that bay roll. Shot him on a go, come a bay roll. Uh. Yeah. Anywhere I go, you know the bay roll. Uh. Bottle on a 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 bottle on a